for the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Listen, for the 18th time, I'm not Joe Flacco. This is Nacho Flacco, the podcast. Welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. We have completed round one of the NFL draft. What a what a weird draft, and not just not just because of all the COVID stuff, but just a, a weird draft. And maybe it is because of the COVID stuff. Maybe it was a weird draft, and that's what made it kind of boring. But also, what the fuck were the Packers thinking? And I would go back, if I were you guys, I would go back, stop this. If you haven't listened to yesterday's pod, fast forward to, go go listen to yesterday's pod. Start about the 18-minute mark and listen through to the end. And I talk about how, now granted I'm talking about Tua, but I'm talking about how not tied to football Aaron Rodgers is and how that might make the Packers think about drafting a quarterback in the first round if it's the right quarterback. And I was thinking... You know, Tua, if Tua went on some kind of epic slide, like an Aaron Rodgers-esque slide. And also about kind of the the Chiefs and uh, Patrick Mahomes and how that situation worked out. And it kind of, if you put those two things together, you, you kind of end up with where the Packers got to, ex- except they used all of my wisdom to, to pick up Jordan Love. And so anyway, Doug and I get into the Jordan Love pick. We get into the C.D. Lamb pick. Um, we go through, we don't go pick by pick, but we pick out the the, the big topics here. Talk about uh, his Browns, my Niners. I didn't love their draft. Um, but this one, this one felt good. I, I think you guys are going to love this one. Thanks for listening. Let's get to... Once again, our not-at-all-fake, very, very real sponsors. Episode 18 of Nacho Flacco the Podcast is brought to you by Job Security. Job Security. Do you know the difference between Andy Reid and Matt LaFleur? It's job security. Andy Reid had the had the job security to move up and draft Patrick Mahomes when he had a perfectly good quarterback. But I'm not sure Matt LaFleur even makes it to see Jordan Love start even one game for the Packers. Thank you to our sponsors, Job Security, for sponsoring Nacho Flacco the Podcast, episode 18. So as promised, back with Doug to do the first round recap. Boring draft? Yeah. Yeah, kind of went the way you thought it would go. And I guess it was nice to see him not make any huge mistakes with it being like the virtual draft. 
not in a situation, you know, not in like one. Family. Yeah, I think boring, boring, but boring is good in that regard for sure. Yeah, but it went pretty much as expected. I mean, there was probably what two or three picks that we're going to talk about that kind of caught me off guard. Probably a lot of other people. Sure, I think I think Jordan, the Jordan Love thing. I think we're going to get to first. Um, I don't think Jimmy Kimmel's job's in jeopardy. I don't see Roger Goodell ever hosting a late night show. No. No, that very ex- bland. That was fucking excruciating. As bland as whatever sweater he was wearing. <laughs> very bland. I like, that he, I like that he did the costume change. I think he was wearing a jacket for the first couple picks. And it was like way too formal. Or what, <laughs> what about, um, who's the Arizona coach? Did you see his house? Uh, Kingsbury? Yeah, his house looked like a car dealership. Like, it was very plush. <laughs> I was like, dude. He's got style, huh? Yeah. Yeah, a little too much. <laughs> okay. Like... Um, but that was well, a nice house. Good for him. Yeah, that's well, Arizona. It's you know. It's I mean, a lot of the houses cheap they looked pretty, pretty homey. His his looked uncomfortable. Dude, that nice. was that was interesting to me. Like all the the draft pick, the you know the the guys who were getting drafted, the houses that they were living in. Like there were some like, you know, like Javon Kinlaw was homeless at one point, and he had a really nice yeah. house. He was like that was. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't coming to us live from uh, the back of a Corolla. <laughs> no, like, no, it wasn't Redman's house on Cribs from back right, in the day. Right. But I got to think their agents are kind of hooking them up with a nice spot. They got they it. Got it. Yeah, got to be at this. They want to make it, make sure they're looking good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That would be we're, we're trying to go get a client next year, and and the uh, the agents like, were, were you the guy that had Javon Kinlaw on the back of a Cadillac? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was uh, it was different not having the crowd like booing and making Goodell uncomfortable. Yeah, he but, was just making us uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, and he succeeded. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it was good to good to have like a a live football sporting event to kind of take our attention. Yeah, because I, th- I think Schefter got into trouble because he tweeted out, "Thank God there's a live sporting event," and then a bunch of people jumped on him, and he's like, "My apologies." The WNBA draft was a few days ago. <laughs> was it really? That's, that's, unless that was the world's greatest Photoshop, but that was one of the things that uh, that popped up in my feed. I fucking died. Um, all right, so again, going back to this, just kind of being a boring draft. No trades until we got to the Niners at thirteen. Thirteen. Yep. Uh, only four actual trades. This round, normally there's like six to seven, and that's that's not counting all the the pre draft pre draft trades. Yeah, um, and you got to think, I, you know, it was communication tough with you know doing it from virtual. If that had a factor in there not being as many trades, and then also before the draft, you know, there's tons of smoke screens going on about oh they want to trade up to get this guy or this team wants to move up, move down. Well, I think we talked about this the other day was that like the positions that were like bountiful. You know, offensive tackle. There was four, at least four of those guys, right? And you might have even had like six mocked in the. Yeah. You know, so there's a ton of wide receivers. Six was, offensive tackles were drafted in this one, as well as six wide receivers and six cornerbacks. Those were the three leading positions. Right. And so you know, it's like when there's that much, you know, it's like what any safeties go besides no safeties, no tight ends. Right. Were so drafted. It's like there's no there was no variety in the. Uh, you know, I was like, here are your, here's a big bag of fucking almonds, yeah. right? There wasn't any, uh, it wasn't trail mix we were dealing with here. It was just all, uh, there was like 
four key positions. And I think when we did our mock, or you 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 did the mock, um, it was all tackles, quarterbacks, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. Right. I think I had four edge players going, and only two went. Okay. So that there was uh, there was four linebackers went. Um, you know, I kind of thought Murray and Simmons were for sure going to go, but Queen and then Jordan Brooks from Texas Tech ended up going as well. He was kind of a surprise pick in this draft. So, so yeah, and then only one interior alignment and only one running back after and, that. And then they all came from the same schools we would have expected them to come from. Yeah, five LSU players, four Alabama, three Ohio State, you know, two Clemson, two Oklahoma, and then a bunch of other guys. TCU had two guys. <laughs> So Georgia had two, so so yeah. Uh, but the I think the big news out of this is that uh, Aaron Rodgers is probably throwing things tonight. <laughs> maybe not sleeping. I, and by throwing things, I mean he he might get up. And what do quarterbacks do? It's like a a, a baseball player can at least get up and hit off the tee. Like yeah. you can't just get up and just kind of like I'm gonna go work out. Yes, I don't know. You know, a guy like Rodgers, you think that he'll use that pick as motivation. I thought it was probably the worst pick of the first round, uh, taking taking Jordan Love when you have a team that was what in the NFC Championship game. They were never in uh, the NFC Championship game. They, they, they were at the NFC Championship. They signed the sign and sheet. Right. They got credit for being there. <laughs> but I mean, you're somewhat close. You know, you, I feel like you should be getting players that are going to help you out, not trying to build for. A guy that's probably not going to play for the next two to three years. Yeah, it's um, so uh, and couple, trading up for him even. Yeah, I thought couple, it was weird. Couple couple things, right? Uh, I think the obvious, you know, it's an imita- the, it's an imitation league, right? And so the obvious the uh, analogy here is to the Chiefs trading up to get to get Patrick Mahomes, no. but Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers are not the same fucking quarterback. The, the, no. Like the, Alex Alex Smith is fine and holds a special place in my heart, but he's not ever been, ever will be, in any dimension. Aaron Rodgers, correct. And to have to not only not only to have just blown the pick, but to have traded up for him. And this isn't you know because the Chiefs when they were doing this they had. They were running into issues, right? They were blowing leads against Indianapolis. Like Alex Smith wasn't really getting them. I don't think they even made an, an AFC Championship game with Alex Smith. No. Like it was like they were out in the wild card, they were out in the division round, and it was obvious that he wasn't getting them over the hump. Good quarterback was getting them to the playoffs and playing the best ball of his career. And I even said this on the on the podcast uh, last night: is that you know if you've got the right quarterback there. There's nothing – There's if you hit on it, you've got to hit on it. If you hit on it, there's no too high a price. But, like, did the, the Packers have to do this? There was, like – let's just say Rodgers plays for another three years. Okay. The other part of this is that the great benefit you get from a rookie quarterback, drafting a quarterback in the first round, is how fucking cheap they are because of the rookie pay scale. And so you get – the four million dollar contract for five years, and you can fluff up every other position. But the Packers don't even get to do that because they're still paying Aaron Rodgers. They've got to pay another paying Jordan Love, and on top of that, Jordan Love's not even going to play for let's call it three years. Right. 
Then he's going to have a year to probably learn, get that under his belt. That's year four. So you have to pick up his year five. You've got to pick up his year five option. And you get one real year where he's had experience and he's on a cheap rookie contract. And then you got to make a decision. Do I give this guy a bunch of money? And then it's and then by then you're paying him one, by like five years from now, it's forty million dollars easy. Yeah. If he's any good in that first year or two, they're paying him a minimum of forty million dollars. Wouldn't you have just rather had? You know, I shit on people who take running backs in the first round, but like a running back would have at least produced a tight end. Yeah, right. A tight end, a even receiver, a receiver, quarterback. Something that'll help you next year. Yeah, on your way to losing in the you know. Yeah, or at least the you know, they were, they're gonna make the playoffs, and Jordan Love's not gonna play a role at all. Yep. Unless, and this was the other thing I said on the podcast last night, Aaron Rodgers, I don't think takes any cues from anybody else. Yeah. He's not chasing any big records. I don't think he really gives a shit about that stuff. And he wants to win, and but he might. He seems like the type of guy. I mean, this guy he hasn't even talked to his fucking mother. Do you think he's like married to football? Like it, two years, you know. I, and I said this before. I said this before the draft because I thought I was like, okay, maybe you know, if Tour were to fall far enough, it wouldn't be like out of the question for the Packers to maybe move up to 24, 23 and be like, right, okay, it's Tua. This is. Yeah. Jordan Love. Jordan Love trading up five spots. I mean, I don't – they traded up from what, 30, 30 to 25? 30 to 26? Yeah, 30 makes sense because they lost the NFC Championship. So, <laughs> so, I mean, Seahawks, Ravens, Titans were not picking a quarterback. Maybe some, you know, I don't know if they got wind of somebody maybe trading up in between there. But none of those teams were going to get them. I don't know. Strange, strange pick. Worst pick in the draft so far. Yeah, I like, and even like probably, if he, even probably if, by a wide margin, even if he's good, it's still weird. It's the it's it's a bad pick, and it's weird. Yeah, bad timing. Terrible. All right, so, so yeah, um, I think we've covered the Packers pick. Yep. How'd you yep. feel about the Brownies pick? Um, I liked it. I liked it. You know, I was hoping Andrew Thomas or Isaiah Simmons would fall to 10. That didn't happen. So I think they got the next best tackle in Jedrick Wills Jr. Um, so I'm happy with that. Fills a big hole on our team, that blindside blocker for Baker Mayfield. So we're right guard away from him not having any excuses. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, felt good about that pick. Um, I feel like a lot of teams, like you said, it was kind of boring because the teams kind of hit their needs. Um, Anytime you get six offensive tackles taken. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I think the offensive tackles are a sexy pick. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that's, that's you know, you got to protect the quarterback. So, I was expecting a lot of tackles. N- nobody's firing up Madden tonight, creating no. their big left tackle of the future. No. No, sir. Um, but, yeah, so... I mean, I think those first few picks, everybody did a good job. Including, including you. You were four for five in the first five picks with five for five on positions. Seven, I think seven out of ten, right? Seven out, out, of, position, seven out of ten five on, out on of, positions yeah. and five out of ten on uh, in, the, in the top ten. You nailed yeah. it perfectly. But, yeah, Bengals got their guy. They did good with Burrow. 
Redskins stayed pat and got young. Lions got the best cover guy, Okuda. Giants had my top-rated tackle, Andrew Thomas. Do you think Ron Rivera knew that Chase Young secretly wants to be Beyonce? Because <laughs> he does have nice hair. He's got he's got the hair. He's got the he's, he's a R and B singer. Um, <laughs> like like I'm watching. I'm what they you know they pick Burrow and they interview Burrow. And he's sitting there in, you know, an Ohio t-shirt. And then Chase Young comes up and he's got the, he's got the braids down. They're blonde. And then they're like, sing us a song. And he starts, (laughs) I'm like, like, this is dance. I'm like the, uh, the last sweet sensitive defensive end that got taken this high in the draft just got suspended for the entire year for clubbing Mason Rudolph in the head with the helmet. For grazing. (laughs) Grazing him in the face lightly, <laughs> lightly after lightly giving him his helmet back. after th- <laughs> hurling racial slurs at him. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, yeah, I mean the poets and the singers, man. Hey, that's so, what makes a good defensive tackle these days. It's, it's 2020. Fucking millennials, Renaissance man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean Panthers got. I mean they got Derek Brown. That was a solid choice. I really liked uh, the Broncos, Jerry Judy falling to them. They were a team that was looking to trade up to get a receiver, and they stayed pat and got the top receiver, or supposed top receiver. Um, Vikings getting Justin Jefferson and their cornerback, Gladney. Um, and then another team, unfortunately, that had a good pick were the Ravens. They got Patrick Queen, the linebacker from LSU, they which just, they just, always just seems like whoever they need, whatever position they need, the guy falls to them at the end of the first round every year, and they get the exact guy they need, and that's – I think that's a perfect match, unfortunately. So, so those teams kind of stuck out in my mind. Um, your Niners did a great job. Um, did they? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I love the Kinlaw pick. Kinlaw. Yeah, you have I love to. the Kinlaw pick. Love the and like the more I read about, and this is you know pre-draft, the more I read about him from uh, the personal standpoint. And as I get older, for whatever reason, this shit like matters more to me now. Yeah. Like. Like, oh man, this guy was homeless and he wants to like build homeless shelters and hey, that would be a cool guy to root for. Right. And you know, and it helps that he's like six seven and three hundred and forty pounds yeah. and he likes to kill people. Sure. Yeah. So um win win. Yeah, um, great, great pick with Ken Law. Uh Ayuk. Um so we, we he was a first round. We had our uh yearly commemorative uh Doug, should I be happy with this text message? Because I'd never <laughs> heard of this fucking guy. And, uh, yeah, you weren't unhappy. Yeah, no, like uh, we kind of talked about it. Uh, all the receivers that went in the first round are fast, speedy, quick, make plays after the catch wide receivers. We didn't see that big 6'4 wide receiver. We didn't see T. Higgins, Chase Claypool, uh, the guy from USC, Michael Pittman Jr., those big targets that didn't go. Every team's valuing those quick, speedy wide receivers. And you mentioned, look at Kansas City, they got Tyreek Hill. And yeah. so it makes sense. It's a copycat league. Um, but, yeah, trading up, I don't know if they needed to trade up for him. Yeah, but. that's for a team that went into – I knew they were going to trade down. Yeah, like trading down pick. one spot, it's like, yeah. wow, that's that's what you want to do. Right, and you picked up a fourth rounder. Fucking brilliant. Yep. Wonderful. But then to come – back at the end of the first and trade up for a guy that was 
like pretty good in the Pac-10. Well, they they traded up five spots. Yeah, gave up like yeah. the one uh, like a, the one seventeen and like the one seventy six or something like that. They, yeah. g- they gave up an extra two picks in a draft where they didn't have many picks to begin with. Yeah, traded up from thirty one to twenty five to get a wide receiver, and no wide receivers were picked after that. So again, did they get wind of somebody trying to trade up to get their guy they liked? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I didn't think they needed to make that trade, especially like you said, with without a second and third and. Yeah, that uh, I mean they're they're off tomorrow unless yeah. they want unless and now here's the here's the only thing that here's the way this would make sense for the Niners if they know they're trading D Ford tomorrow or they know what they're going to get for Marquise Goodwin yeah. or they have something worked out for Quan Alexander like those guys that are. Because you know, Quan Alexander is kind of superfluous because they've got Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw. Um, the uh, uh, Marquis Goodwin is obviously superfluous if they're trading Dante Pettis. You know, like if there's if they've got some of those trades worked out for second, third, and fourth. I don't know who would get a take, go for a second except for D Ford. But um, if they've got trades like that worked out, and that's yeah. the reason that they felt comfortable moving up. And as part of the grand scheme of things, it'll make sense. But trading up to get this guy just doesn't. No, you did tell me he has an 81 inch wingspan, which yeah. So he's he's just under six foot, but 81 inch wingspan is is amazing. It moved my pee pee a little bit. Yeah. So, but he's a he's a he's a you know short short screen pass to the wide receiver, and then he just takes it to the house. He is a run after. Yak. Well, that that's yeah, yeah that should. Receiver. I mean, as open as uh, Shanahan schemes these guys, I'm. Uh, I listen. I I trust these guys to figure it out. Uh, since the Niners drafted a wide receiver, though, I think I owe it to the uh, the listeners here. At some point in the near future, keep an eye out for it. I am going to uh, uh, cry myself through every wide receiver that the 49ers have drafted for the last 25 years. It is. Like since Terrell Owens, it is fucking atrocious. It's the it might be yeah. it might be one of the aside from maybe Brown's quarterbacks, it might be the <laughs> worst position group that one single team has drafted over the last twenty years. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough position to hit on. You know, and they keep trying, but yeah, and always in the first. And I'm just talking first round, like right. AJ Jenkins. Like I don't think he ever actually caught a pass. No. Sean Woods. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I'll the, the Niners have a terrible history with first round wide receivers. So I'm I was kind of happy that they took Kinlaw and was like, okay, it's hard to be a real bust at defensive tackle. Right. Solomon Thomas is trying, but it's hard to be a real bust at defensive tackle. So, yeah, but yeah, I really liked what the Niners did. Um, they got that guy, even though they traded up for him. He's one. He had a first round grade out of wide receivers. Probably the last one. There were six of them. So okay. So another team that traded up at the back end of the draft was the Chargers. So if you were to yes. just grade the Chargers linebacker selection, was that Murray? Yeah. Kenneth, if you were just gonna grade the Kenneth Murray pick, what would you give their draft? Um, an A. That's a great pick <laughs> to get him at twenty three to trade back in and get us, you know, get a position that you really need. That is, that was a great move by them. I thought. What did you give the Herbert pick? 
He's more of I, I'm not a believer, so he's more of like a C C minus. If I'm being nice, right. I don't see it happening with him. Um, he's you know he does have he's some tall. talent around him. He's tall. He's probably I mean you can trade him to John Elway in two years. Who do you think's in a better position of the rookie quarterbacks? He's probably in the best position, right? Chargers. Sure, he doesn't necessarily have to play right away. No fans to boo him. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, like I don't know. He's got weapons, like for sure. Burrows with the bungles. They're going to bungle it. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Tua's, you know, with the Dolphins and probably shouldn't play, right? At least for a little bit. He's truly recovering. Love isn't going to play, so he's almost, it's almost like it didn't happen. Right. So Herbert with the Chargers, is he going to play next year, or are they going to so, make him sit and sit okay. behind Tyrod like Baker had to for a couple games? <laughs> so out of the four – okay, two things. Herbert's – so they had all these pre-recorded segments with all of these fucking players that were like going to be their filler for the walk-up, hug, all this other right. stuff. It's the get-to-know-you section because they can't do the – the interviews as easily and everything else. And Herbert was in a in a, a break room, like with like a stress relieving break room, <laughs> where they were just kind of like reading his scouting report to him, and then he'd hit a TV with a sledgehammer. Like, um, and I think the fact that he's tall came up a couple times. Yeah, and I just kept getting these like big goofy Brock Osweiler impressions off of him and I'm like this is not what you want he's, with your six pick in the draft. He's got that he's got a little bit of a dead behind the eyes. <laughs> like, uh, like, like he's just kind of staring off into the distance. He's the, watching the ocean or a sunset. <laughs> you know. The um yeah, he's he's like, yeah, you know, I'm quiet. I'm like that's what you want in a fucking huddle. Leader. Quiet, reserved, a natural leader. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I I don't think he's panning out. Has there ever been a good quarterback that was like, like a great quarterback that was a lead by example kind of guy? Uh, lead by example, not off the top of my head. And like Montana was always like Joe Cool, and Ronnie Lott was the the leader of those teams. Brady's definitely not a lead by example guy. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I'm just here to fit in. Quarterbacks don't. Stick. You can't play that position like that. No. You get eaten alive. Anyways, fuck. And listen, it, the likelihood of a Chargers fan actually, like I've gotten about three, 400 people that are going to listen to this at this stage of the podcast. The likelihood that one of those 400 people is actually a Chargers fan is pretty fucking low. Yeah. So we yeah. should probably they don't really have fans. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, combined, though. Give him an A, give him a C, give him a B minus. Yep. Yeah, that works. I would say that for sure. God, if they miss on the quarterback though, man, that just that just screws everything up. For sure. Like they, they have talent on that team, the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, they had they lost nine single possession games or something like that. So they're they were in all their games this year. And we both talked about how we like their coach. So good luck to you, Anthony Lynn. Yeah. I mean, like, but like Herbert. Like, let me just let's ponder this for a quick second. Would you rather have Cam Newton, the uh, was it Simmons, the linebacker, the linebacker? Yeah, Cam Newton, Simmons, and not have to trade up for a linebacker, 
So Cam Newton, let's just do this. Cam Newton and Simmons or Murray and Herbert? Uh, yeah, probably Cam Newton and Simmons. Like, I don't, that, I mean, that's, that's, that seems to me to be the, 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 the choice they could have made there. Yeah, they could have got one of the offensive tackles. Yeah. I mean, you could have traded back into the back end of the first round and still ended up with, who went after, who, any wide no, they don't need wide receivers. Who went after? Um, after, which pick? After the Chargers traded in. Um, they traded in the 23 with the Patriots after that. Interior linemen. So Ruiz went, right? Wide receiver to the Niners. Ayuk, Love to the Packers. Jordan Brooks, uh, second, third round linebacker, went to the first round to the Seahawks. Uh, Patrick Queen, linebacker to the Ravens. A right tackle, Isaiah Wilson to the Titans. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, there's. Dolphins got a cornerback that they reached for. There's guys there. It's like I don't. I oh, and here's here's one we haven't even talked about. We got about four and a half minutes left. Yeah. The Cowboys taking Ceedee Lamb, I have like gross reservations about. Obviously, a great player. This is not. This is not about the pick. The it's not about the player. It's about the pick. You have uh, Dak Prescott threw the ball 596 times last year. The league leader in attempts was 626. So let's just say Dak is the new league leader in um, in passes. That's only an extra 30 passes. And so you've got Gallup, who went over 1,000 yards. Amari Cooper went over 1,000 yards. I guess you're – They gave some money to Blake Jarwin. Right, because – Right, so, so um, you've still got to give Zeke the ball 300 times. Yep. Where the fuck do you where where is CD Lamb going to make an impact like an impact on this team that a third round wide receiver couldn't? Well, yeah, they had uh, I don't know stats from last year, but what uh, the old Packers guy? What was his name? Randall Cobb. He's gone though. So yeah, but so they're easy again, replacing like, him. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really see it as their top need. They got holes on defense. Like you've you've just paid Amari Cooper. If you like Gallup, you're going to have to pay him. Paid. Now you, you got CD Lamb. You got to pay. Zeke Dak. just got paid. Dak's going from half a million to a thirty-five million dollar contract. This seems like a and and you just lost defense. We talked about it yesterday or the other day. You lost defensive end Robert Quinn. You lo, you lose Byron Jones. Like yeah, that's why. That's why I, I had him getting a pass rusher. So, but I mean, when you see a guy that falls, you know, from the 8 to 12 range down to 17 and you're Jerry Jones and you're in your house by yourself. Nobody's, you know, this is this, saying, Jerry, this, don't do this. This is this is the exact premise of every Life Alert commercial. <laughs> like, Jerry should have been able to press a button and have somebody else make the pick for him. Yeah. I've fallen. I'm alone. I'm old and I can't get up. I'm going to draft an Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm going to draft a wide receiver when I've got one pro bowler and another guy that went over a thousand yards. Yeah. So yeah, but you know, that pick, I would say, you know, it was a B just cause they got the talent. Oh, you it can't, wasn't, I, it I'm, wasn't a need. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, real quick. We've got about two minutes left. Henry Ruggs being the first wide receiver off the board. I didn't like it. CD lamb and Jerry Judy, I think were kind of the premier two wide receivers in this draft. And then, Ruggs was right, you know, right after them. Him yeah. and Jefferson were right there. But he's, uh, I mean, is he Tavon Austin or is he going to be, you know, Deshaun Jackson? Yeah. So the last time, and 
the, and I was, I was having this, I was having visions of this going through my head, but the last time that the Raiders took the fastest wide receiver in the draft and not the consensus number one receiver in the draft was the year they took Darius Hayward Bay and the Niners ended up with Michael Crabtree. Yep. And, I, and, and that worked out really fucking like, remember what you think Crabtree, like he, did that, he had a very, very yeah. solid career. But yeah, I, I did not like the Raiders pick. They also reached for cornerback Damon Arnett, who should have been a second or third round cornerback. I had a couple guys in front of him, so didn't like their two picks too much. Are you saying the Las Vegas Raiders are gambling? Yes. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, Doug. Um, appreciate all the work. We're gonna get back to this. I don't. We'll get back to this uh, when the draft is all over and do one more big grade. Sweet. I'm down. Looking forward to it, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. I hope you liked what I had to say. If you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough, and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.